Redditors who rage quit a job without thinking, what was the last straw? I worked as a painter for a franchisee of a student painting company, and he kept telling me that he would pay me next week. This went on for about six weeks, and the final straw was when I had finished several large projects that would give him ample money to pay me, but he decided to hire on another person instead of paying me for all the work I had already done, like $1,300 worth of work. Then he tried negotiating down what he thought he should be paying me, despite already agreeing in writing what I would be getting paid right from the get-go. I was so mad that I didn't give him notice or even show up for the next day of work, because I had bills to pay and needed to make as much money as possible during the summer. I wrote him off as a lost cause, and took him to small claims court for what he owed me and eventually got my money through the court. Was still a real pain though, and as far as I know, he's still working there full time. How's your boss going to try and negotiate your pay after there's already been a signed contract? I've never heard of that before. After working 37 years, I requested a leave from work to care for my partner who was dying of cancer. I had 8 weeks of paid time off and was denied the request, so I quit to care for him in his last month of life. That's just heartless. How are you not going to give someone that time off? If ever there was a reason to give them time off, that is the time. And after 37 years of working there too, it's just insulting. I was working at a call center. My shift started at 10 and I badged into the building at about 9.55 and logged on. But the decrepit PC I was using took so long to boot up that when I finally logged in, I was 15 seconds late. I told my supervisor and he said that there's nothing he can do. And since I was late, I was put on probation and wouldn't be eligible for a raise for another month and that I should arrive 15 minutes early so that situation won't happen again. I handed in my headset, walked out, and have never worked in a call center since. I needed a summer job while I was in high school, so I applied at a local grocery store to bag, stock, and clean. My first day there, there was some sort of confusion as to what I was supposed to do, or to whom I was to report. I was sent to the front counter, where the customer service manager gave me a till and told me to open a register. Mind you, I'd had zero training on a register. I didn't even know how to put the till in. I told the lady this and was told to go do my job. Within about two minutes at the register, there was a line several deep, and I'm just standing there with the till in my hands. The customer service lady comes storming over asking why I had such a line, and I tried again to explain to her that I was supposed to be the stalker or whatever, and that I knew nothing about operating a register. She called me stupid in front of the customers, so I hand her the till and told her to screw off. I walked down the street in my uniform and got a job at another grocery store. It's the person's first day on the job and you've given them no training. How are you going to turn around and call them stupid? You're the stupid one for just expecting them to have this knowledge. I rage quit, or more like quietly abandoned a job in high school at a big warehouse clothing shop because I was hired to work stock items and the manager decided to put me behind the register and otherwise on the floor. I stocked items for about a month before this suddenly happened. What used to be unpacking boxes and putting stuff on shelves became walking around constantly picking up clothes from the floor and one day the register. It was a busy day and our recently hired employees were like 14. So they weren't legally able to operate the register. So the manager decided to put me on. I was 16. 
I was shown how to do a basic transaction exactly one time and then left with a long line of customers. I did not know what I was doing and did maybe 20 transactions on people's credit cards that I'm sure were wrong. When lunch break came, I went to see a buddy that worked in a blockbuster in the same mall. I decided to never come back, but then I realized I left my jacket in the break room. I had to come back after a three-hour lunch and pretend that I just lost track of time in order to get access to the break room. Then I quietly snuck out again. I went through several interviews and started a new gig. I'd be providing call center support for Windows and maybe some Apple support. Nothing I couldn't handle. I am, after all, IT support. Heck, I even cleaned the mouse while I was trying to take the technical test. I get a start date and am told it'd be two weeks of training. No big deal. I can do two weeks of training. I show up on day one of training and it's support for Whirlpool washing machines and dryers. Hold the phone. What? That's right. Classic bait and switch. I got up, walked over to my hiring manager and said, I quit. You hired me for Windows support, not washing machines and dryers, and walked out. Two weeks later, I get a call. Hi, this is X, your manager. I'm calling to find out why you haven't come to work in two weeks. I guess you didn't get that memo. I quit on day one because your company lied to me. Got an $80 paycheck. About seven years later, I got a letter in the mail that a class action lawsuit had been filed against the company for labor law violations. Two months after that, I got an eight cent check in the mail, which just made me laugh. I'm surprised that you even got a paycheck. I actually did this like two months ago for the first time. I'm a bartender and I was working in some crappy Mexican restaurant downtown. The tips were crap because the food was crap, so we were barely ever busy. So already I'm living in New York City making barely 400 a week, when I'm used to making more than double that. At this point, I've been there two months and I hate it more and more every day. Around this time, my mother gets really bad pneumonia, and due to complications, it degraded her heart. So she has to have open heart surgery to repair a valve. It's a risky procedure, and my mother is touching 65. Now, let me state that staff turnover was incredibly high, because in addition to us making horrible money, the manager was a complete and utter moron. Most staff left after a month. So my mom gives me a date for her surgery. I go to my manager and give her a basic breakdown of the situation and tell her I need four days off from X to Y so I can be with my family. She says no problem, but just to play it safe, I send emails and texts to her confirming that I indeed do have these days off. She agrees. I think, cool, no problem. Oh boy, was I wrong. Three days before the surgery, the schedule for the week comes out and I'm scheduled through the entire week. I immediately go to my manager and ask what the heck is going on because I'm not wasting away behind this moldy rat infested bar in the West Village while my mom has surgery. No lies, this woman has the nerve to say I didn't request it off at all. When I show her my paper trail stating that yes, I did put in a request, she says, what difference does it make if you're there? The surgery is going to have the same outcome whether you're there or not, and starts rattling off about how I need to be a team player and I'm messing up her schedule by requesting time off and yada yada yada. Her voice fades off and I literally see red. I say nothing and go back to work. This is at 5 p.m. 
Happy hour and our rush starts at 8. I'm the only bartender on today. Fast forward to 8.30. My bar is slammed. I have a bunch of drink tickets from the servers and it's a mess. Total chaos. My manager comes behind the bar and instead of offering any assistance, she tells me not to bring any home drama to work. I just stare at her in disbelief for a moment, truly stunned that such a tone-deaf moron could possibly be in charge of anything. I laughed in her stupid face and walked right out of the door and went to go see my mom. P.S. My mom made a full recovery. I was 21 working at UPS, was a truckloader the first year, became the fastest worker in the warehouse just because I like working quickly, only wanted to become a supervisor because my manager was really easy to work with and always wanted to help with solutions to problems. Once they promoted me to supervisor, they transferred my manager to a different warehouse and didn't say why. Worked as a supervisor for a year and once peak season arrived, mid-November, early January, things were getting crazy and my manager was just a yes man to his boss. Never helped solve issues, just said figure it out or get it done. Well, in November, my best friend and I had won a World Series of Beer Pong satellite tourney to get a free entry and stay at the Flamingo in Vegas for the tournament worth $600. The tournament was from January 1st to 5th. Well, peak season is nearly impossible to get time off, and I looked at this tournament as a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with my best friend. Things were just getting so crazy, and they weren't approving any vacation requests. I wasn't getting assistance from my boss with the workload, so I just said, screw it, I'm out. Come to find out, my manager, his boss, and four other managers got fired for changing time cards to make their production numbers look better, which I found out is why they shipped my cool manager away, because he wouldn't participate in the dirty deeds. My best friend and I placed 46th out of 500 teams. It's one of the best memories I have to this day. No regrets. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I used to work as a housekeeper at a really shady hotel. Wasn't the best job in the world, but the pay actually wasn't that bad. The owner and his wife were horrible to everyone, especially the housekeepers. I eventually worked my way to being the head housekeeper, but they kept referring to me as a maid. I don't know why that bothered me so much, but it did. Anyway, the rodeo was in town and we were really busy. I had every single room to clean and none of my other housekeepers were showing up for work. So I asked my boss where they were and he said he gave them the day off. They're young and have stuff to do. They were all high schoolers and I was 19 at the time. It was summer, so he decided he wanted them to go out and have fun and leave the 65 rooms to me. I was already mad at that, but then it got worse. 
I get to about my 15th room and I'm already exhausted. I just want to get one more done so I can take a break. I knock on the door and there's no answer. So I let myself in to see a man standing naked in the doorway. I apologize and try to leave when he calls me back. He said he wanted me to clean the room. I told him I couldn't while he was still there, and certainly not while he was naked. He said I had to do it. He was a guest. I go to my boss and explain why I wasn't cleaning that room. He told me I had to do what the customer said. If he wanted to be naked and in the room while I cleaned, then that's what had to happen. I threw my cleaning rag at him, told him to screw off, and left the rest of the rooms to him. I worked as a stock boy in the back of Hollister. Clothing retail, for those unaware. Never really had any interaction with customers, but was still forced to buy their clothes to wear to work. They had all these rules about hairstyles, fingernails, and facial hair. One night, I came in to start a shift at 2.30am to do a floor change. So, middle of the night, and the shift would end around the time the store opened up. I had the slightest bit of stubble on my face. Like, a day and a half's worth of stubble. My manager at 4am told me she had a problem with my facial hair, and that when the mall opened up, I better go buy a razor and shave before anyone saw me like that, or she'd have to send me home for the night. I basically said, well, lucky for me, I was planning on quitting anyways. Good luck with the floor change. And walked out. Went and got a biscuit breakfast, went home and got in bed. I understand that there's rules and etiquette that you have to follow at any given job, but there also needs to be some leeway given by the managers in reasonable situations. I think this would qualify. The boss not doing payroll before leaving on a business trip and leaving it to the poor office manager to tell people they weren't going to get paid on time. I walked out of a staff meeting saying I'd be back when the paychecks arrived. By the time I got home, I was mad enough to call my ops manager back and quit. Why didn't the boss do payroll? The stated answer was printer toner cartridge at home was empty. Guess he'd never heard of writing checks with a pen. Yeah, my printer ink is low, so y'all don't get paid. Okay, bye. That's such a jerk move. Earlier in my career in residential HVAC, I thought it'd be a good idea to branch out a little, to add some tools to my tool bag, so to speak. So I took a position as a lead installer at a smaller company. It wasn't particularly bad, it just wasn't in my wheelhouse, and I grew to dislike installing and tried to shift back over to the service department. My manager knew I wanted to transfer, but wouldn't let me despite my prior experience, and instead hired another tech. Now, part of the reason I didn't want to do install anymore was because of the salesmen. They were idiots. The concept of a tape measure was completely lost on them, and there were times they'd overpromise at the expense of me and my assistant. One day in particular, the residential salesman had us install the wrong type of evaporator coil, that's the thing that makes cold happen, in an attic without taking any proper measurements beforehand. It didn't fit between the joists, and when I asked for someone to come help, I was told to use your imagination. We managed to get it done, sort of, but at 5.30, it literally fell apart. I was apologetic, called the salesman, and unloaded on him. We hacked it together just enough, and we left. The next day at the shop, the salesman tried talking to me, and I quit on the spot. He said that we had a meeting with a Lennox rep and to reconsider, and please just think about it. He must have thought I'd agreed, because when I went to turn in my timesheet in the meeting room, he began to introduce me as the lead installer and service tech when it's slow. So I look at him and reply, Psh, I was, and walked out. 
I feel like this kind of thing probably happens a lot in this kind of industry, where the salesman is just trying to make a sale and they'll kick up the price as much as they possibly can because they're getting a commission off it, not really thinking or caring whether or not the installer can actually do the job. My first job at aircraft maintenance was for a grumpy old dirtbag. I was a completely green apprentice fresh out of school, and the old guy had no understanding of what his obligations were when taking on an apprentice, and expected me to just know everything already. He'd send me to do jobs unsupervised, wouldn't provide any instruction or guidance, then get upset if I messed something up. He chewed me out for taking too long to do stuff. He'd occasionally call me into his office and quiz me on random crap, then belittle me for not not having all the answers, telling me he was going to phone up his buddies at the college and tell them how disappointed he was with the quality of their graduates. The guy was a total hypocrite, too. He didn't have current manuals for any of the aircraft, didn't properly track parts and hardware, he literally had a room full of spare parts with no history, and took all kinds of shortcuts. One time during a windscreen replacement, rather than measuring out the hardener for a sealant, he eyeballed it. It was supposed to set up in a couple hours, but it hadn't hardened after three days, so he made me paint over it. We were supposed to cut open and inspect every oil filter we replaced, looking for metal that would indicate a failing engine. He'd store all the old oil filters on a giant workbench without labeling them, and after a year or two, go inspect them all at once. If any had metal, there was no way of knowing which aircraft it came from. He got away with being bad at his job because the Transport Canada inspector responsible for audits in that area was a friend of his. And he'd boast about how audits consisted of them talking over donuts in the break room for three days. Anyway, it was the last day of my probation and he called me into his office to tell me he had a very difficult decision about whether to keep me on. I told him I'd make it easy for him and quit on the spot. As a former aircraft maintenance mechanic, this literally made me wince. I honestly didn't think in this day and age with the amount of regulation and monitoring, places like that could still exist. I hope that dude gets what he deserves, cause he'll kill people. I worked on a farm throughout high school for a very wealthy couple. The husband was a successful commercial real estate agent and the wife trained dogs to do hunt and field tests. I primarily worked for the wife assisting in training the dogs, but as it was a farm, I did various things for the husband as well. The husband was a raging alcoholic who would get angry if you didn't share a drink with him when offered. When his wife was out of town participating in competitions with the dogs, I would have to drive over to the farm multiple times a day to feed the horses, clean out their stalls, etc. And I would often run into him, but I tried to avoid it when possible, because he made me uncomfortable. Anyway, I was like 17 and it was summer, so I accidentally slept through my 6am alarms one morning and I didn't get to the farm until around 8 to feed the horses and clean out their stalls. Not like it mattered, the horses can't tell time. The husband was there and had already been drinking, as I could smell it on him, and he started laying into me about being so late. He told me I was a poor white trash piece of garbage, and if my parents let me oversleep for my job, then they're even worse white trash pieces of garbage, and I won't ever amount to anything just like them, yada yada yada. I told him he could rake up the horse poop himself, and that I quit. And as I was leaving, he was yelling at the top of his lungs that he would find me and kill me. I never went back. 
When I was in between jobs, I applied to work a construction job that needed harness trained people. I was just coming off working as a solar installer, so I figured I'd give it a shot. First day on the job, they take me up to the top of their scaffolding section to clamp down beams. No biggie. I ask where their walk boards or scaffolding walks are for this floor, because all the other floors have walkways, whereas this one is just one inch beam, three foot gap, one inch beam all the way across. A hundred plus feet in the air. They tell me they don't have any. Okay, I guess I'll deal. After a few hours of grueling work, I depleted my gallon jug of water and was getting dizzy. I called down to the elevator operator to bring me down. Without missing a beat, he shouts, Climb! and walks off to smoke a cigarette. I climbed down all 14 or so stories on angled beams with no harness, while bordering on heat exhaustion. I walked up to the foreman, told him he was going to kill someone, and it wasn't going to be me. Then I left. I worked at Best Buy in the mid-thousands. I started as a cashier and eventually made my way to the customer service booth, which was something you had to earn. One day, it was a bit busier than usual, and I was in the booth with another girl who was a notoriously lazy person. The boss asked her to jump on a register to clear out a line, and she said no. So the boss asked me, and I also said no, because I was already given another task. The next day, they pulled me into the office and told me I was demoted because of it. I walked right to my locker, grabbed my stuff, and left. Turns out, the other girl was sleeping with the boss, and that's why she was allowed to say no, but I couldn't. Sleeping with the boss aside, shouldn't you get some kind of warning or talking to about this instead of just an immediate demotion for something like that? Also, you weren't able to do it because you were busy working on something else. Otherwise, you might have been willing to help out and jump in. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.